Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips podcast. This is Brian. And I'm Paul. We'd like to welcome you to a community meant for the men of the world to share our thoughts and perspectives on marriage. We can learn from each other's experiences and help each other be better husbands. Now, let's get right into the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to the pod. New listeners, thank you for tuning in for the first time. And our current listeners, thank you for coming back. Um, today we're going to be talking about who supports your marriage and we're talking about having support for your marriage outside of your marriage, right? So specifically, we wanted to talk about having a best man, choosing a best man, uh, and we're just going to carry on the conversation from there. Yeah, and if you enjoy this conversation or want to be a part of it, just hit us up on uh, any of the social channels, Instagram and Facebook, searching Marriage is Tougher. Um, you can also follow our channel on YouTube, also searching Marriage is Tougher. Or you can go to marriageistougher.com to check out all the episodes that we've had. And we have a form if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear your feedback. Um, so let's let's get right into this uh, conversation. Yeah. So this topic for me hits really hard, right? Um for those who don't know, I feel like I may have brought it up on the podcast before, but I was the best man in, or one of the best men in Paul's wedding. And it meant more for me to have Paul and his wife marry us or be the officials of our marriage rather than naming him my best man. Um, I'm sure without going into that, you could understand why that might be. But I still consider him my best man or one of the best men at my wedding, right? And so thinking about that, I thought about how when, while we have these weekly conversations about marriage through the podcast – how we support each other's marriages and support each other as men who are married. And so the thought crossed my mind, how many other men out there think that deeply into selecting a best man, right? I, I feel like a lot of best men are chosen out of what might feel like obligation by the groom. Um, and I think that there are probably a lot of times that better choices could be made or that I wonder how serious best men take that title. Do you consider it just a title for the day or do you consider it a job like if you were to ask, if you were asked to be uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, a godparent of a child, right? Like we need your support, basically forever, <laughs> right? Um, I don't know. So, what are your thoughts on it, man? That's that's where my head was. It's it's an important role. Um, it's one of those things. I mean, I think because I've thought about it a lot. We, my wife and I, have thought about it a lot. 
um, and just the the emphasis and the heart that we have for marriage. We might think about it a little deeper than most people, but I think it is, it's just so important. Um, it's something that you don't, it's, it's an honor if someone asks you to be their best man, but it's also something you should take into heart. But just looking at the history of bridal parties in general, right? You're, bridesmaids and your groomsmen like it was it meant something to be chosen as that um now it's more ceremonial but um the way it started it it was people that were going to support and hold your marriage and help you out if you needed to um a lot of times it was you know family members or you know best friend type people because back in the day you didn't really move away a lot so like this is your village this is your people and they're going to be supporting you they know you from when you were you know little so they know your ins and outs and how you tick and they can help you and to keep your marriage together if you're going to do something stupid or <laughs> you know something happens crazy um so there's a lot of emphasis on people that are just going to be there anyway mm-hmm but giving them that license to help you when you need it, or even if you don't want it, they're still here to help you. So, you know, nowadays it's kind of just like, how how can we make our wedding party numbers equal, right? When you think of bridesmaids and groomsmen. Um, and I think a lot of times, like you said, we do that out of obligation or symbolism. Mm-hmm. Um but it, it should be taken seriously and it should be someone that you, especially your best man, um, someone that you're going to let into your marriage enough to kick you in the butt when you're not doing something you should be, but also be there to support you in your, your failures um, and there to celebrate your triumphs. Yeah. And you bring up a good point that access to your marriage is you know, a, a huge part of the equation, right? And you had me thinking as well. Now, I've been the best man in four weddings. Have you ever known or have you ever declined a request to be a best man? Right? Thinking about it the way we do now, have you ever known anyone who has taken that into consideration and said, you know what, I'm not the best choice for you? Uh, no, I haven't. But I would say <laughs> a lot of my good friends uh, I ended up marrying. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I'm thinking about the people that, I would, I would think that I may be considered as a best man, I guess, right? Yeah. Not just someone that I happen to know. Right. Um, but no, so short answer is no. I've never had to decline it. But also, I think if you would have asked me, you know, in my early twenties, like I wouldn't have turned it down anyway because I didn't think this deep into it. Right. Right. 
Yeah. Why do you ask that? Um, do you? Because yeah, I, I, I feel yeah, like if you are aware enough and thinking on that level that there are probably some scenarios where you should decline. Right? Like in you know, we we live out here and we don't want to hurt people because it just it doesn't feel good, right? To to either party. Yeah. And I feel like to decline someone especially when you know you're going to feel honored by them asking is uh, I don't know. It might feel disrespectful, it, but there's there's a whole bunch of different reasons that you might decline, right? There's typically a a monetary commitment on the part of the best man, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do you have the time to plan and you know support simply through the act of getting married, right? Uh, not everybody has that capacity. Um, so I guess that's what really is what was on my mind. You know, we we act impulsively quite a bit as as humans. Um, you know, oh, that feels good. I'll, yeah, I'll do that, and then have to deal with the mm-hmm. the backlash of everything that the the request involves. Um, I hear often on both male and female side, right that they accepted this role and then you have a bridezilla or whatever and you're like, oh, I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, we, we roll through it, survive. But I, I'd imagine that some relationships break over one day. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the crazy thing. And if just thinking about that, right, like, it's one day that's what we we make it one day but Mm. leading up to it is very important and leading up to it is more important and i think after that day is even more important right but we make this we have this pressure which allows people to act out of pocket like in stressful situations sometimes we're just not who you are just thinking about the whole bridezilla thing I mean, I would say most bridezillas you would know because you know their personality before you <laughs> before they get married. And you're like, eh, she's got bridezilla potential. <laughs> um, but at the same time, like some people, they're just so many influences. So many people have something to say mm-hmm. um, that it can get crazy. And I think choosing your best man, or in the wife's case, like your maid or matron of honor, like. That's very important because they're going to be walking with you up until that day and after you. So you should probably get someone that's not going to hype you up and have you go crazy, but someone who's going to be a calming influence to help you make the best decisions. And in tandem with your husband or soon-to-be husband, like, be ready to shut everybody down. Like, everybody, we're shut down. Like, this, you have no more say in anything because this is nuts. Um, but that is also what should be a quality of your best man. Like, like we're shutting this down. Like, let's get to, you know, once you're married, like, let's get to the root of this problem. Like, you and your wife need to have time. Do you need me to, you know, put a fortress around you guys and be the gatekeeper to whoever is, you know, do I need to make calls to let people know that y'all are away on 
a business? Do I need to keep your kids so you guys can go away? Yeah. Like we don't think about those things, but that would be so valuable if we could change that mindset, especially within our culture. Yeah. Like we're here to do whatever to support your marriage. Yeah. Simple as simple. You know? Something as simple as let me pray for you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm so fortunate to have you for that for just that reason. Obviously, so many more, but I appreciate yeah. that. Anytime I request a prayer from you, you are on deck and ready to go, and vice versa. But you know, uh, yeah, man, I, we have a unique relationship. I I would say, um, which allows us to have these types of conversations, which is is great. Um, what are, like, let's say after the wedding day, right? Five, 10 years down the road in your mind, what are some of the additional roles a best man can step in and play? Like, I know we were talking about, you know, supporting the marriage, but in what way can a best man truly do that? So we can just kind of spell it out. I think, yeah, I would say. This is a good question. I would say ideally, I'm going to give the ideally scenario. I would say um, if check in once a year specifically on the marriage, how it's going. Hmm. Probably more than that, but let's just say generally speaking. Um, check in once a year. Hey, you know, this is my yearly checkup. Has your best man. You know, I feel like it's blah, blah, blah. Because um, if, if it feels random... Right. It could be a little weird, but like just focus conversation, especially if you're friends and you can tangent off of other things. Right. All right. Let's have a focus conversation. How the marriage is going. Um, but I think as the best man and the groom, you have to come to a decision that when that conversation comes, you will be transparent. Mm. That's but good. you also have to. Uh, you have to make sure that that person is someone that will keep that guarded. Yes. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yep. Like, um, so since this is ideal, we'll just go with perfect scenarios that you right. don't have to, we won't have to have any caveats, right? We can come back to those. So someone that checks in with your marriage, someone that will, um, so yeah, once a year check in, um, if you're people of faith, someone who will pray with your marriage, like I would say maybe, let's just say once a quarter, put it on your thing. You're specifically praying for that person, you know, every quarter um, for their marriage to go. Um, financial support if needed. Um, whether it be set aside some money in your emergency fund just in case, or, you know, you just love on them, help them out whatever is needed. Mm. Um, and I would say being, um, supporting you guys as a unit, right? Not just supporting the groom, but also supporting, um, whatever the wife is doing. Like if she has a business or, you know, whatever, just showing up and being supportive in those way. In those ways, I think, is something that a best man can do. And um, 
ultimately when there's a problem or they see a potential for a problem, they confront it. Hmm. That's good. And I, I would even add confront the problem objectively. Right. We're, right. We're not we're not here to play sides. It goes back to your last point, supporting the couple as a whole. Mm-hmm. Right. We're not here to play sides and like, well, I was the best man. So like I, I have to have his back. Like, no, we're we're here to help the marriage win. So I like that. Right. I, like I that. think those would be was that five? I wrote down six. Oh, well, those would be the six things. <laughs> That's a strong list, my brother. Say. That's a strong list. Yeah. Wow. I don't even know if I had anything to add to that. That's that's solid. Yeah. And I think obviously there are, now we can talk about maybe caveats of those, mm-hmm. right? Because some relationships dwindle, some people change as they get older. Um, if there's any like substance abuse or anything like that where you can't trust people as healthy people, you know, if, if there are issues that come up, um, you know, some things just happen. So you have to keep those in consideration. But as long as the relationship and hopefully your relationship stays consistent, mm-hmm. you know, throughout your marriage enough where you're, if someone is, if you're asking someone to be a best man, they're actually a friend of yours. <laughs> so hopefully your friendship stays. Yeah. Um, and I think, Aside from the supporting the wife as a couple, I mean, those points are good too. Hey, if I'm a friend, like, I should probably do these things. Yeah. So you um, you, uh, you bring up a good point. You know, life happens. Your your best man, you know, God forbid, may pass, right? Um, so that brings up the point for me. Where else are appropriate places to look for? support for your marriage? I think uh, really just your, the people that you know are down for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you being be both a big of you. List. <laughs> I, just, yes, I just want to keep correct. reiterating you being that. The, collect, the collective you, yeah. Um, if it's not your best man and you have been, you know, or you've established that and that kind of went by the wayside or something tragic has happened. Um, it could be friends that are couples. It can be people that have known you forever. It can be people that really that you dive deep enough into trust, mm-hmm. right? It's not a flippant situation. And because I know some people, you can say they can, they can know you lifelong, kind of like we've known each other forever. Mm-hmm. But there are people that are in my life now that I've just happened to dive deep in like a five, four or five year span that I could let in to right. that space. You know what I mean? But it's it's about relationships and how they work and getting to a level of trust where you know they're not judging you and they also will give constructive feedback um, and they really do want your marriage to succeed. When you see people like that, those are people you can consider, I think, um, to support. Yeah. Would you say this is something you typically look for, or does this more or less just kind of happen organically in the way you operate in life, like in the 
the circles you run in, the the way you, I would say, like gain friends. You understand what I'm trying to say? Uh, I would I would say it happens organically, but when I see people that my wife is like drawn to, mm-hmm. and it's always like like in the back of my mind, I log it away like. You know, if this gets to a certain place of vulnerability and love, then they could be someone that we could open up to. But again, like when you have established, like we've had established people, so it's not like a a thing we're searching for. But it's 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 more so for me. I don't look. I look at it for people like who can I be vulnerable with enough that we can help each other. Yeah. 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 Right, because it's for me at this point because I have my people already. I'm looking for mutual, you know, mutual um, friendship mm-hmm. and mutual support in marriage. So that is kind of what my eye is like. It'll trigger something like, "Oh, that's good," but like it all comes in with getting closer with people and building relationships. Yeah, and you, I I really like that point that you brought up um, about recognizing someone that your wife is drawn to right um having that front of mind and thinking who might be able to support her as well um there's there's a relationship that i'm thinking of in particular where the the wife doesn't have a lot of friends right doesn't have a lot of access to Maybe maybe we just call it female support, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so for a husband to be that thoughtful and to, I want to say step in, but I just, I think maybe the better way to put it is just be mindful that if you come across people who are capable and willing and showing that they care to that level, for you and your wife to maybe aid in opening that space. Yeah. I think it's Yeah, it's all about being aware, shifting your mindset, and just having little little thoughts in the back of your mind like how do we just get better as people? And people help us get better as people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know. I figure we would probably wrap this up, huh? Well, let me ask you this. How do you feel after this conversation? How do you feel you are as a best man? Ooh. In totality, I could be better. I think when it comes to you, I probably give you all that I have as far as support um, in other arenas I don't know that I have the access that I need in well in one marriage I don't have the access mm-hmm. in another I do, and I'm there. Um, they they haven't though necessarily needed 
that type of support, mm-hmm. but they know I'm there. I, I make that right. evident. And in the the third outside of your marriage, um, access wanes from time to time. Mm. You know, so I, I gotcha. make myself myself available. Uh, could probably do more. Um, you know, but don't want to cross a boundary that they may have. Gotcha. I asked that thinking of someone who's might have heard this conversation. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I've been the best man. Like, to show that it, it varies, yep. right, on how, you know, especially if this is the first time you're sitting down thinking about it. Don't want anyone to beat it themselves up and be like, oh, yeah, I mean, this is pretty serious. I, <laughs> I should be doing more. I should be, you know, and they start pounding themselves. But just I kind of knew the answer to that question because it varies. Like there, there's four different marriages. It's going to be four different kind of spaces. Um, and this list is the first time it ever came out in either conversation that we've ever had. Right. Um, but I guess it would be like, how would you, what would you say to help someone who is, may now be thinking, okay, this is serious. You know, I may have made this years ago, but now I want to take this seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say to them? just thinking of, you know, the different spaces you are in different places that they can um, step up as being a best man. Yeah. So if it were me and I found myself in that position, I would simply ask, right? I'd, I'd approach the couple and say something along the lines of, you know, I've put a lot of thought recently into my role as the best man in your marriage. Um. I, you know, you might say something along the lines of, I feel that I want to make myself more available to you in a supportive way. Uh, Ask them if that is something that they desire. And if so, what could that look like? Hmm. Right? Have the discussion about access, what that actually means. Right? And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, tell them what your commitment is and how you'll make yourself available to them. Yeah. I think that's great. So wrapping that up, (laughs) you know, (laughs) get those six things. Yeah. Write them down. And if you feel like you want to start that conversation with um, the groom that you're a best man in, you know, take those tips that Brian just, this offer, just communicate and set some expectations. And I think that'll be very beneficial to that role. And remember, if you're people of faith, you can always pray regardless. So you can start there. Big facts, big facts. And uh, I mean, find support in the church as well, typically. might be if you no longer have a relationship for some reason with your best man you know maybe start there start in the church tends to be a lot of married folk in the church just saying (laughs) well yeah uh i want to just take a quick second and 
invite you again to interact with us through our social media channels. Searching Marriage is Tougher through Facebook, Instagram. You can continue the conversation for any of our topics that we've had. Um, you can also find us on marriageistougher.com. If you'd like to be a guest, that's where you'd want to go. Fill out a short form, uh, you know, stating your interest. And, uh, you know, we'll run with the ball from there and hopefully get you on the show. So with that being said, uh, I guess we'll talk to you next time. See ya. Thanks for listening. If you got any value out of this episode, we'd like to invite you to rate, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platform. If you would like to be a guest or want to have your questions answered, hit us up on our website, marriageistougher.com, or follow us on Facebook, searching Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips. Thanks again. This is Paul. And this is Brian. We will talk to you next time.